0: Thanks for joining us today. God wants to do so much for you and through you, and we want to hear about it. Take a second and send your story to amen at citychurchfl.org. And if you'd like to partner with this ministry financially, you can do that by going to citychurchfl.org slash give and select the giving option that works best for you. Once again, thank you so much for joining us, and we hope you enjoyed today's message. Well, guys, getting right into it, uh, this is week three of our series entitled Gospel Truths. How many of you enjoyed the past two weeks so far in Gospel Truths? Amen. Such an incredible series. Uh, Week one, Pastor Glenn brought a regeneration, which is if you want to be a Christ follower, you must be born again. Last week, Pastor Eugene talked about justification, uh, that if we are justified in Christ, it is just as if we have never sinned. And so today, we're going to be talking about sanctification, living a life of holiness. And so that is what we're talking about today. And and before we go any further, I absolutely want to lead us in prayer. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you so much. God, you're so good. You're holy. God, we worship you. And God, we just pray that, Lord, you would just speak to our hearts, speak to our minds, God, in clarity, that, Father, we would be challenged, Father, to live a life of holiness, God, set apart from the word. We give you the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. And so now that you have uh, been saved, uh, God wants to do a work in you and that work is sanctification. So the Holy Spirit in us uh, causes us to go through a process of sanctification. And uh, as pastor said last week, it's really hard to talk about sanctification or justification separately because they are very symbolic and, and justification is positional holiness. And what that means is that we are positioned to receive the grace And holiness of God. So we're positioned to receive that. Whereas sanctification is also positional holiness, but it's also a process that we must go through. And I like to think of it as sanctification is a transforming of our lives that are holy, visible, and pleasing to the Lord. That is sanctification, is a transformation of our lives to be holy, visible, and pleasing to our Lord. And whereas justification is the acknowledging of, of, uh, of God's grace and holiness, it's the acknowledgement of it, sanctification by the power of God, we step into that holiness. So one is the acknowledging, the other one is the action step. So in other words, um, God stepped into our sin, and because God stepped into our sin, we can now step into his holiness. We can now be set apart, and that's what sanctification means. Sanctification is the process of being made or becoming holy or set apart, and I just want to go back just a little bit because there are four things that I do want to talk about uh, here today, and those four things are what is sanctification, which we just talked about. Sanctification is the being set apart or becoming. Holy in God Number two is Why do we need to be sanctified So why is it so important Number three is How are we sanctified And then number four is How does God sanctify us And so the what is sanctification, again, is the stepping into holiness. And I just want to remind you that you were in a state in life where you needed God to step in and save you from the misery of your sin. Because maybe you found yourself in a place where you didn't know what tomorrow looked like, but God stepped in. And because God stepped in, you're here today and we can be fulfilled in his grace because of the work of the Holy Spirit that's inside of us. And to be clear, that work is the Holy Spirit filling us us with what more which which is more of who he is so we can be a reflection of our god because we in reflection of ourselves are are depraved we are filled with sin but man when we are filled with the spirit and we become sanctified we become more like christ to make an impact in our community in our world because of the pay the price that he paid on the cross of calvary and so i'm just so thankful that we had that if you will that but god moment where man i know i don't know about you we just went through our series on Wednesday night called but God and we talked about having a but God moment that we lived the life of sin but God stepped in and because God stepped in it altered our entire path of we were headed to a road of destruction and now we're headed to a road of destiny and him to go to heaven I'm just so thankful this morning that my God cared about us so much amen so that is what sanctification is so now why do we need to be sanctified why do we need to be sanctified? And that's a great question. And I just want to clarify that justification delivers us from the penalty of sin. But sanctification delivers us from the power and the weight of sin. That is what sanctification is. It, is it releases that power. And, and the reason why it delivers us from the power of sin is because the power of the cross That's why I love that song that we sang here today. It was a new song, but it's the power of the cross and the power of the blood. And because of those working hand in hand, we are now delivered from the power and the weight of sin. We no longer are slaves to sin, but now we're slaves to Christ. And I believe Paul puts it perfectly here in Romans chapter six. It says this in Romans six, verse six, that we know that our old selves, our old sinful selves were crucified with Christ. So that sin might lose its power in our lives. We are no longer slaves to sin. Verse 7 says this. For when we died with Christ, we were set free from the power of what? From the power of sin, I'm so thankful this morning that we're no longer slaves to our desires and sin, that we no longer have this weight on us that we can't do right or wrong, but that God has come in and stepped in and said, because of the power of the cross, like you are delivered from the power of the sin that so binds us and entangles us. And it's the process of the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives that continues to sanctify us for his good work and his good pleasure. And so this is, um, this is number three in how we are sanctified. And so some of you in this room may be saying, man, Joe, you went through one and two pretty quickly. Now we're already in three. This may be a 10-minute message, but I just want to let you know that part three is a little bit extensive. Why? Because there is God's part in sanctification, but then there's our part in sanctification So when we come to Christ and we've been justified and sanctified, there is a work of the Holy Spirit that's inside of us, but there's also things that are our responsibility that we must do. And to be clear, we don't work for more approval of God, okay? We can't add more to our salvation, okay? We don't live a life uh, for more of God's approval, but we live a life from God's approval, That from his already approval, we can rest in him and allow the spirit to work inside of us to produce the fruit that he wants us to produce. And in Philippians chapter two, Paul says it like this. He says, therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, So now not only in my presence, but much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who works in you both to will and to work for his good pleasure. So what does this mean? So I think I need to start by telling you what it doesn't mean. What it doesn't mean is that you need to fear that you're going to lose your salvation on Monday. You don't have to tremble in that. Now, we're not going to talk about can you lose your salvation? Can you not lose your salvation? That is not what today is about. That's not what this verse is about. So just to make sure everybody's on the same page, this particular verse is not talking about that. It's talking about a holy fear that we work it out in trembling and working out that salvation. So in the Greek... Workout means this. It means to continually work to bring something to completion or fruition in our lives. And how does this work? This works by us pursuing the obedience in God through the process of sanctification. We pursue it by the obedience in God through the process of sanctification. Paul goes as far as to say this in Philippians chapter 3, that he strains or he presses towards the mark of the high calling, that he would be more Christ-like. So there's evidence in scripture that we must do something in us to press towards the mark of the high calling. What Paul is not saying here, to be clear, is, is that we can contribute or add anything to To our salvation. So, to reiterate, that we don't live a life for God's approval, we live a life from God's approval. And, and I heard it like this, that uh, when we had the law, before Christ came in, we were constantly trying to work for God's approval. So there was works that we did to make God more pleased with us. But when God sent his son, Jesus, he stopped how much we would gain approval from God because we're already fully approved through his son, Jesus Christ. That's so exciting. That there's no more that we have to do to say, God, I want you to love me more. Guess what? He, he loves you so much to the extent of the universe and beyond that there's nothing more you can do. And today I just want to let you know you can rest in the approval of the work of the Holy Spirit in your life. That God loves you and he wants to see you grow in him. That's what it's all about. The process of sanctification is the Holy Spirit working in us to grow and mature in the likeness of who he is so we can be a reflection of Jesus. It is not enough that we're justified and sanctified and then we hide it. It is that we are justified and sanctified to go into all the world and make disciples, to preach the good news, that others may come to know the hope that is in us, that lies in Christ Jesus. Why wouldn't you want to tell people about Jesus? Man, if he's turned your life around, why wouldn't you want to tell other people that their life could be changed by the power of the cross this morning? Let's not hold selfishly the power of the cross let's proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ to those that need to know that the power of sin has been delivered through the power of the cross. In Jesus' name. Man, oh man. And I want to be uh, clear. So this obedience is the, the working out in our fear and trembling, right? So obedience is that pursuing. But it's due to a holy fear of being disobedient to the word of God because we tremble at his word. So in other words, we pursue obedience in the process of sanctification because we have a holy fear of being disobedient because we tremble at his word. If you don't know this, I'm just going to let you know, our God is holy. The Bible calls us to be holy as he is holy. Well, what in the world does that mean? Because some translations go into be perfect as I, the Lord, your God, and perfect. But holy means to be set apart as we've just talked about in point number one. But it also means to be other. It is something outside of description. It is something outside of what we could describe. It is something that is just so holy. It's beyond. It's unfathomable. It's infinite. It is just awesome. It is It is superior. And when we can't fully understand it because God is other. That's how holy he is. So I just want to compel you that when we find ourselves in the presence of God, it should compel us to go to our knees. It should compel us to worship him in spirit and in truth because our God is holy he's righteous and he wants us to be obedient to his will so he can give us what he wants to give us in our lives man he's got something so good for you and i today and he wants you to step into it man god stepped into our sin so he could step into his holiness so he could give you something that you could never get in your own flesh wants to give you something that you can never attain on your own and been pursuing obedience, it is a change of mind. It is a shift that you no longer do the things of this world, but now you shift to do the things of God. As I said before, Paul says that we are no longer slaves to sin, but now we are slaves to Christ. And I love what Paul says in Romans 12. you ready for this? Oh, you're not ready for this? Romans 12, listen, go there. Romans 12, 1, it's a very common verse. It says, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. You ready to shout? Verse number 2. Listen, it says this. Verse 2, hallelujah. It says, th- is it there? No, I'm going to my notes. Is it there? No, there you go. Hey, do not be conformed. Hallelujah and glory be to God. You know, God is always on time. Do not be conformed to this world but be ye transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect, that by the testing you may discern what God wants for you in your life. We're going to talk about that in just a moment, but I want to break down verse 1. It says, present your bodies as a living sacrifice. Well, what does sacrifice mean? And it is it is putting something to death and offering it up to something or someone. Yes. That is what sacrifice is. And so Paul is telling us to be a living sacrifice. In other words, there's things in our lives that we need to put to death this morning. We need to put things to death. In Colossians chapter 3, verse 5, it says this. Colossians three five says, "Put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you: your uh, the sexual immorality, the impurity, the passion, the evil desires, and covetousness, which is idolatry." Can I tell you this? We are not to tame our sin; we are to put it to death. It is not a negotiation process. It is not we put it down on Sunday and pick it back up on Monday. Come on, who am I talking to in this room? It is a change in mindset that God is calling us to a higher standard in this place today. That if you don't feel like God is calling to a higher standard, I want you to know that in his word there is truth. That there is an expectation that we are to be obedient to his word so the Holy Spirit can transform us by the renewing of our mind. That we can be set apart for what God has for us. Us and no longer what the word uh, the world has destined for us. Come on, I'm so thankful for freedom. I think I'm so thankful that God has set us free for freedom as Galatians 5:1 has said. Yes. Man, we serve a good, good God. Amen. And in the renewing of our mind, that can mean many things. But here's one thing I want to focus on this morning: the renewing of your mind we call repentance. The transform be transformed by the renewing of your mind is repentance. And the Greek word for repentance is metanoia. It's a funny word to me. Metanoia. Anyway, <laughs> I don't know. I've been trying to have a parody with that to use it on stage. It just has a word. So it's just funny. Metanoia. It is the changing of one's mind or heart with respect to one's behavior. It is a changing of mind and heart and key in respect to one's behavior. So to be clear, repentance is not saying, God, I'm sorry. God, I'm sorry. God, I feel bad. God, I'm sorry. God, I feel bad. Though that's a component of repentance. Repentance is a, get this, a 180 shift from what you used to do to what you do now in Christ. That is what it is. Repentance is saying in your mind, I'm not doing the things that I used to do anymore, but now I'm doing the things and being obedient in the work of the Spirit in my life to produce fruit of the Spirit because I want to be a blessing to others. That is what it is. And, and to let you know that, listen, our efforts don't carry over into our spiritual walk of sanctification, Okay, here's what happens is when we become justified, God doesn't step in and say, oh, now I have a list that you need to complete in order to truly be sanctified. That is not what happens here. See, what happens is God doesn't give us a list, but he gives us the opportunity to produce the fruit of the Spirit. Not a list, but the fruit. That is what it's all about is that we can find ourselves in obedience and trust the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives, that we become more mature in him and not just in our own efforts, and our own will, because in our own efforts, and our own will, gets us absolutely nowhere. But resting in his approval takes us where we could never take ourselves. Jesus' name. Listen, my last point here, my last point is how does God sanctify us? How does God sanctify us? And and before we, we, we go here, this needs to be said. That if you do not have a changed heart or mind, managing the behavior doesn't set anybody free. I don't think you got that this morning. That if you don't have a changed heart, if there's not a true state of repentance in your life, a turning away, then just managing your behavior doesn't set you free. In other words, coming here on Sunday morning and lifting your hands and coming to the altar to be prayed for and putting on the right suit and the right smile will not set you free. The behavior is not what sets you free. It's the change of heart that sets you free. See, God wants to do more than just bless your surroundings. He wants to bless you inside. He wants to change your inward parts so that way you can produce fruit. So how does God sanctify us? There are many ways that God sanctifies us, but here's one that we're going to talk about. It's through trials. Oh, it got so quiet. Dave, I was expecting like a big amen over here, you know, through trials. Yes, Jesus, Glory. You know, my dad used to do, he used to dance, he would go like this. He would go, Yes, Jesus. Yes, Lord. You remember that? Oh, my goodness. I'm sorry. Love you, Dad. If you're watching, you're awesome. I was just excited. I wanted to hop on one foot. Anyway, through trials, that's how he sanctifies us. In other words, man, you lost your job, you got a flat tire, something's happening in your family and your relationships. God uses those things to just get you to a place where you could trust in him and it produces that sanctification process in you to produce the fruit of the spirit. And and listen, this is what happens. It's a matter of your perspective in the trial. So your perspective can either be your prison or it can be your passport to where God wants you to go. Come on, I wish somebody would hear this word this morning, that your perspective can imprison you, but, or it could be your passport to take you where you can't take yourself. That if you would just sit back and say, God, what are you trying to do in my midst? He'll say, you know what? I can't reveal my plan, but if you would just trust me, if you would just rest in my approval, then I, my ways are higher than your ways. My thoughts are higher than your thoughts, and I'll take you somewhere you never thought you could go. James says this, James says in in chapter one, verse two, it says, count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. Oh my goodness gracious. This is James. James is saying this, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness and let steadfastness have its full effect that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Nothing. Hey, you want to be perfect and complete and let the Holy Spirit just flow through you? When trials come your way, rejoice in him. When things don't go your way, say, God, I put my trust and my hope in you. God, because if it's in my hands, I'm going to mess it up. But if it's in your hands, you're going to make it all work out. You're going to make it right. And it's easier said than done, right, church? Oh, man, it's easier to say it. It's easier to preach it. It's another thing to do it to act on it, that the, you apply it to your life. But that's, that's the point of today is to apply what you've learned today and take it home. See, God doesn't want you just to have victorious moments on Sunday morning. He wants you to have victorious identities throughout the week. It's not about a victorious moment. It's about having a victorious identity. So that way your Sunday reflects your Monday and your Wednesday reflects your Thursday. That is what the process of sanctification is. I don't know how many times I've said that these past couple of weeks. I've said it to, my, to the students over and over. And I hope that today, this morning, you get it, church, that it's about having a victorious identity in him. In closing, I, I find that the best way maybe to kind of put all this together is through a little illustration. And I've got paint. I've got soap. I've got oven mitts and water. The paint here, it represents sin. This represents sin that's in our lives. And before we come to know Christ, we have this thing inside of us to get better, right? Because you don't have to be a Christian to know that there's some issues in our lives that we have to work out and we have to deal with. And so when we are not followers of Christ, we, we try to do things in our own power. We try to fix things. Man, maybe this Dr. Phil episode on how I can have a better attitude will help me. <laughs> Man, you know what? Maybe if I read this self-help book from Tony Robbins, surely I'll have success in my life. But wait a minute, what just happened? It's spread to my entire hand. It's not supposed to happen. I mean, I'm a good person. I, I'm trying to do things right. And I feel like things are just getting worse. But then we come to know Jesus. And Jesus regenerates us. And now he justifies us. But we still have this sin. so. God delivers us from the penalty of sin. And now we know today in sanctification, he delivers us from the power of sin. So how do we rest in him and allow the Holy Spirit to work in us that we would know we are no longer slaves to this? Some of us, our approach is this, man, I'll come to church every Sunday. That's how I'll get rid of my sin. I'll come to church on Sunday and this soap is gonna represent, man, I'm just gonna come to church. that's That's what I'll do. I'll come. You know what? I'll even come this Saturday, April the 8th, for Serve Saturday to hand out flyers, and surely by serving there, come on somebody, I felt that in my spirit right there. Woo! You ain't about a Honda. Listen. Thank you, Jesus. Listen. But wait. I came to Serve Saturday. I'm serving. I'm a servant in church. I'm I'm doing all the right things, but my sin is still there. And as a matter of fact, now it's on the back of my hand. I I feel like my sin's being more exposed in my life. How many of you know when you come to Christ, sometimes you take a step back and you actually see how sinful you really are? I know. I'll pray more. I'll pray more. God, listen, forgive me. Forgive me. I don't want to do this anymore. Forgive me. Maybe that'll help. And, and you know, though some of it may be coming off, I, I still am under the power and the weight of sin. And yes, we need to ask God for forgiveness. I'm not saying we don't need to. We absolutely need to pray. We absolutely need to ask God for forgiveness, but I just want to remind you if we talked about, there's a difference between feeling sorry and asking God for forgiveness and true repentance and turning away from that sin. I just want to be clear, man, but, but now I'm in church. I can't let anybody see my, my, my fear. I I can't let anybody see my sin. So thank you, Jesus. (laughs) Lord, yes, you're producing stuff in me. Thank you. We put on our best attire and we manage our behavior and and we cover up our hurt and pain. And maybe you're in this room and you've been in church for 20 years plus and, and you're dealing with some hurt, you're dealing with some pain, you're dealing with some anxiety and you're just hoping that pastor doesn't come and shake your hand and ask you how everything is going. Because if he shakes your hand as the mighty man of God that he is and the discernment that he has, he may ask you, how are you doing? And then your whole world will fall apart. I don't want anybody to see. And I just want to let you know here today, God doesn't want you to come in here pretending to be something else. God cannot bless who you pretend to be. He can only bless who you really are. And who you really are, come on, who you really are is accepted and approved from God. So we take off these gloves and, and we look and we say, but I've caught this sin. What can I do different? What, wait, What is this? What is this bowl filled with water that's been in front of me this entire time? Man, it represents Jesus, the living water that takes away the sins of the world. The power of the cross makes it so that way we are delivered from the power of sin. And so we rest in the process of sanctification, the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives, that we would pursue obedience in him so that way we can fulfill this process of sanctification. Wait a minute. This is taking way too long. (laughs) It's taking too long, this, this process of sanctification. Man, Pastor Joe, I came to the altar and I repented, but man, I'm still feeling like there's some stuff on me. Can I tell you, be faithful to the process of sanctification be faithful to the work of the Spirit that's in your life. And if you're faithful to the process, you will make progress in the name of Jesus. You will see the fruit of the Spirit in your life begin to overflow and spill. And it'll reach your family. It'll reach your community. And my goodness, God, I just stay faithful. It hurts. God, the trials are overwhelming. But you know what? It's the work of the Spirit. I know today that there's nothing that I could do to add to my salvation. I rest in your approval. I rest in the power of the cross and I fully and truly repent of my sin I turn away God I'm not asking you to forgive me over and over and over God I'm repenting I'm turning away I'm having a change of mind right here right now I will no longer do and say and be what I've done before I am made new by the power of the cross Look what happens. Yeah. Look what happens when we rest in the approval of God. We are washed clean from the power and the weight of sin. It is no more. And some of you may be saying, Hey, Joe, you still got some pain under your fingernails. Way to go. That illustration really didn't work out as well as you planned. I want to be very clear sanctification the process of sanctification does not rid you of sin but delivers you from the power and the weight of sin where sin is no longer an obstacle or an issue is in the process of glorification which is next week I just want to let you know we all have troubles and trials We are all tempted. We all face sin, but it's the crucifying of our flesh and stepping into his holiness and allowing the Holy Spirit to work in us that we can be a great representation of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, in this world. Amen? Amen. Come on, if we can bow our heads and close our eyes. This morning, we're gonna do some things a little different. But if you're here and you say, Pastor Joe, I'm not a follower of Christ. I've been trying to be better. And I just want to let you know this morning that a better version of you is not sanctification. Striving for a better life is only pursuing a path down the wrong direction. You say this morning, I no longer want to go down that path. I no longer want to try to fix things my way, but I want to give my life to God this morning. I want the power of the cross to come in that I may be delivered from the power of sin. If that's you, you're not a Christ follower, and you want to make a decision this morning to follow Christ. May I see your hand? Amen. Hallelujah. You can put your hands in. I see those hands. I see those hands. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. My second calling is this. If we can stand to our feet all across this auditorium, every head bowed, every eye closed, we're going to go into a song here in worship. But here's my challenge. You say, Pastor Joe, I'm a Christ follower, but I need to be filled and refilled with the power of the Holy Spirit in my life. I need a refilling I need to to have a true act of repentance. I'm tired of doing the things that I once did. I now want to do the things that Christ wants me to do. You know, I want you to say in your heart today that I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. I no longer want to give in to those desires uh, because God has set me apart and that work is sanctification and I just want to worship Him and be filled with His Holy Spirit. I want to act into that obedience and that holy, trembling fear of our Lord and Savior come on if that's you this morning and you need a refilling of the Holy Spirit in your life to produce that fruit we're gonna do something different. These altars are open. I want you to take that step of faith and let's worship together in one mind, in one accord at these altars. Because remember, justification is the acknowledging of His grace, but sanctification is the action step that you step into that holiness. So I'm challenging you here this morning, church. Would you take a step of faith and say, I am gonna be transformed by the renewing of my mind, no longer to do the things that I've done, but to do now what Christ wants for me. Come on, that should almost be every single person in this building. Come on, as they lead us, as they lead us, allow the Spirit to work in you and let the Holy Spirit fill you. Let Him fill you. Let Him fill you.